Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Liverpool versus Chelsea in the Premier League. The match has just concluded, um, but before I talk about um, the game in general, let's talk about the end of the last game against Sheffield United and the build-up for this game leading into Chelsea. So, obviously, we knew playing Sheffield United away, arguably the worst team in the Premier League, and then there's probably us. <laughs> Something had to give. Um, thankfully, Liverpool came away with a 2-0 win. It wasn't a dominating win. It wasn't a, it wasn't an, a fluky win. It was, uh, we just done enough to get over the line against Sheffield United um, kind of win. And them kind of wins you'll take. But from then, from that, from that Sheffield United game to tonight... All, all the thought was about how do you end this run of the home form being so bad, how it is? How do you score goals at Anfield? The two things Liverpool have forgot to do, win and score goals at Anfield. And playing against a Chelsea team, um, playing against a Chelsea team who are unbeaten under Thomas Tuchel. Um, they drew against Man United away from home. And you could say they were... Thriving, they're thri they're thriving right now, really. There's I don't think I wouldn't call it a honeymoon period. I think Tuchel's a decent manager. He knows what he wants. He knows how to get the best out of his players. Um and yeah, Chelsea have just reacted to him immediately, and they know what to do. Um, but yeah, Liverpool versus Chelsea, winner of that game would have gotten full spots as Burnley versus Leicester. They dropped points. Man United, they dropped points yesterday, drawing to um, Crystal Palace. And then you have you have uh, Tottenham, who won today, and Everton, who won today. So Liverpool were currently sitting in 7th place. But still, regardless, if they had won today's game, they would have been 4th place. Um, and yes, it was a record where... We wanted to end things and put it right. Uh, obviously, we've lost four four in a row in the Premier League for the first time since 1923. So we're breaking records even Ray Hodgson couldn't even do. And we remember how bad it was under Hodgson. Um, and yeah, hopefully it was. Let's see if we get the reaction. And I'm gonna talk. And I'm gonna talk about what I saw out there today and give out my thoughts and my feelings. And what Liverpool need to do moving forward. Um, right, so before, just before I announce the lineup, I just want to say rest in peace to Liverpool legend Ian St. John. Um, it was part of the Shankly era, Liverpool legend, won us trophies, and he'll be sorely missed. May he rest in peace. Um, so, yes, back to the lineup. So, in goal, Alisson, left back, Robertson, centre backs, Fabinho, Kabak. Um, right back, um, Trinidad and Arnold, your midfield three, Ronaldo, Jones, Thiago, your usual front three up front. So, yes, Alisson back um, after the bereavement period he's had over the death of his father. Um, Fabinho coming back, but coming back as centre back. And this was the whole debate thing that in the lead up, um, I, I think even I mentioned it in my last podcast, if you have been listened. Um, I said, do you play Fabinho midfield or do you play him in centre-back against Chelsea? Um, 
I think I said in my last podcast I'd play him centre back for the Chelsea game, but for Fulham I'd put him in midfield. Um So the fact he's centre back today, I'm I'm fine, I'm content with that. The downside is is once again another new centre back pairing. Um the 16th or 17th centre-back partnership we've seen. It is so bizarre. This is the, the circumstances Liverpool are in. How do you explain it? It's just... It's beyond... How you explain this season, you don't... I don't even know. But yeah. Fabinho comes back off the month-long injury. Um, yeah. Jota is on the bench. That was good news. Cato is still on the bench. Chamberlain, Shakiri, Origi, um, um, Phillips on the bench, Milner. It was an okay bench, to be fair. Yes, so the midfield, the midfield, fair enough, I guess. Again, lackluster with options. Do, if Kato was fully fit, I'm sure he would have started. Um, unfortunately, you just got to stick with the same midfield. And, uh, yeah, the usual front three. But Jota's back after long-term injuries. But over, I'm sure after a couple of games, that won't be the usual front three we see from between now and the end of the season. So, yeah. Um, so, let's get into the first half in the game. So, yeah, the game starts now. First 10 minutes, I'd say relatively cagey between both sides. Both sides trying to figure each other out. Um... And it's just about where the where you can find any openings, essentially. Then after the 10 minutes, it's Chelsea who become more imposing on the ball. Um, their first moment of attack that I remember, Chilwell, first time cross over to um, Timo Werner. Werner controls it away from Kabak. It takes the ball, he's touched, he controls the ball with some cleverness with it. Takes the ball away from Kabak. He has a shot. Ball goes over. Um, and then, yeah, there was other times where Chelsea were trying to create attacks. And Kabak would be, again, so slow to react. That And Werner was practically playing off Kabak most of the time. Fabinho tried to make sure he focused on him. But he was playing off Kabak because, once again, Kabak... He takes too long to react to headers. He takes too long to react to a high line. If you're going to play somebody offside, react to it quicker. He just He's always flat-footed. And in the Premier League, you can't be flat-footed. You've got to be on your toes, anticipating. Because once you give up that second, that second is costly because it creates an attack for the opposition. Um, and then we had another moment where Liverpool failed to clear their lines properly. I think it was Quebec in that instance. Um, the ball falls to Chelsea. The ball goes over the top. Thiago tries to get his head onto it, but he's short, so he misses it. Um, ball bounces to um, Werner, who was onside, but he tries to lob Allison, but he gets zero shot power on it. Um, but yeah, end up being a comfortable save. But um, again, just these little warning signs from Chelsea. It was just showing me that if anything, they're going to score first because. Anytime Chelsea won the ball, 
Our midfield were doing a terrible job of protecting the back line. I didn't see any counter-pressing from our midfield. I didn't see any any pressure on, on Chelsea in possession when they had the ball. Um, it was quite... I, I couldn't believe it. It just... Can you blame fitness or fatigue? I don't think so. I just think it just looks so disjointed. And I, I want to blame Thiago and Wijnaldum the most for it. Because if you're going to be quote-unquote workhorse, anytime Chelsea get the ball, Kante gets the ball, Gorginho gets the ball, you have to stop the ball going to the flanks for these attacks to be created. And But it was constantly, constantly, constantly happening. And maybe it's a tactical genius side from Tuchel because he had Kante as well in midfield they had Gorginho they had um, Kante I think they had Mason Mount free roaming as well Um, so anytime anytime they were on the ball they were they could interchange but I didn't see any pressing in on midfield at all shocking Um, and then yeah there was another moment where Mason Mount had the ball I think he tried to flick the ball over Fabinho and shoot, but the ball goes way over the bar. Um, and then Liverpool tried to impose themselves a little bit. I remember a beautiful, beautiful through ball from Mo Salah to Sadio Mane, who plays, who is onside. He has all the time in the world. He lets the ball bounce, then he tries to volley it, completely mishits the ball. Then he's looking away. He looks to his left shoulder thinking the ball has gone to his left shoulder. He turns around and he realises the ball was behind him the whole fucking time. And that was a key moment where an unformed money controls that ball and he fucking slots it past Benjamin Mendy. That bit was so infuriating. And then um, another moment where Salah does the same ball, this time to Curtis Jones. But Curtis Jones does tries to do a half turn with it. And then... Um, he he had space. He didn't have to do the half turn, but he tries to do a half turn. Completely miscontrols the ball, and that could have been another goal scoring situation. It's that two beautiful through balls provided from Mo Salah there, and none of us. And and again, it's another. It was looking like another first half where Liverpool were not going to score at all, and this has been an ongoing issue throughout the whole of the, the this calendar year. It is it is borderline disgusting. And 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 um, Firmino again, invisible. This guy invisible. I was like, after after thirty minutes, I said, you better bring on Jota at the start of the second half. I don't want to see no sixty seventy minutes. Firmino again, invisible. When he's have when he controls the ball, he's trying to do too much and gives the ball away. This time he gives the ball away to Kante. Kante long diagonal ball. To Mason Mount, Mason Mount is dribbling to Fabinho. Fabinho um, tries to close the angle down, but again, Fabinho has match of lack of match sharpness with it. Um, he cuts in, Mason Mount cuts in, gets the extra yard or two. Um, he has a shot, beats Allison one 0 to Chelsea, and Chelsea fully deserved this lead because they were hungrier. They found it easier to penetrate our attack, and how can you play a high line? Liverpool, Liverpool's tactics are questionable at the back. How can you play a high line if the midfield aren't going to do their job with the counter press? That's it, that was the ongoing issue. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like You're going to play a high line, midfield not doing their job to help the defence. So when this long ball is, is coming in from Chelsea, 
Liverpool look vulnerable every time. So many, there were too many times Liverpool look vulnerable. And even, I even I failed to mention a moment even before Chelsea scored that goal. goal. Um, there was a through ball from the Chelsea midfield. Liverpool played the high line in this instance. Um, Werner was offside for it. But at the time, it didn't look like he was offside. He got to the ball. He beats Alisson. It's an open goal. He slots it in. VAR checked it. Goal was disallowed. Uh, upon the replay, it was borderline borderline him onside really again they're saying his arm was offside very unfair again the benefit of the doubt should be given to the striker and you've seen it chalked off for teams for everyone it doesn't the v, this VAR system doesn't benefit attacking teams anymore it just doesn't um, and I feel sorry for Werner because he probably looks a little bit sharp today and and that goal would and if that goal had stood it would Liverpool would have ended first half 2-0 down. It would end the first half 2-0 down. But yeah, Liverpool end the half 1-0 down. It's another goal. It's another game in the first half where Liverpool do not score in the first half. This has gone on for, I, I can't even remember. I think in commentary, they said 10 hours. In 10 hours of football or something like that. Fucking bizarre. Like, that first half performance, the biggest disappointments for the midfield Absolutely disgraceful, showing no energy, hiding, hiding, Quebec. He's not good enough. I just, he's just not good enough. It's not Jurgen Klopp's fault he's not good enough. But that's why he has to baby. That's why he, he's being babysat with Fabinho and Henderson next to him. And yes, you could argue Fabinho could have been in midfield. But again, he has to babysit Quebec because... He said the the quote unquote makeshift centre back that it was the initial fourth choice at the time of the game, um, but yeah, Chelsea end that half one nil. They deserve the lead. Um, I wanted to see an immediate substitution. Like I didn't, I did not want to see for me not the start of the second half at all. But second half starts now. Liverpool kind of showing intent for like five minutes with the crosses. Um, but again, they succumb to nothing. Chelsea deal with the situation well. Um, it comes to like 55 minutes. We decide, 55, 58 minutes. We decide to finally do substitutions. We decide to do two substitutions. So, the first substitution. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Oxlade-Chamberlain comes on. Curtis Jones comes off. The second substitution... The second substitution, Diogo Jota comes on. Who do you think comes off? Would it be Mane? He had quite a shocking game, right? Would it be Firmino? He was practically invisible, right? It won't be Mo Salah, right? Mo Salah's the top goal scorer in the Premier League. Mo Salah, who's playing against his old team, would want to prove a point. Mo Salah in the first half, who was the best out of the front three by creating those two chances that Liverpool should have made most out of. Surely not him, right? But who did Jurgen Klopp take off? Mohamed Salah. <laughs> At that time, I, I laughed. I laughed. And Salah was disenchanted, disbelief. He, he, I'm sure he felt some sick... His chest must have been tight or resentful. Like, me? Like, boss, are you sure? Like, what? And this is where I have to question Jurgen Klopp. I have to question Jurgen Klopp. 
How in the fuck do you decide to bring off Mo Salah? Mo Salah was not the problem in this game. He was curating problems for Chelsea. Firmino was the problem. Mane was the problem. One of them two should have came off. How in the hell do you decide Mohamed Salah, the Premier League's top goal scorer, comes off? It's laughable. And you bring on Chamberlain, who has not proven anything since coming on. Since, since, since he's come back from injury or whatever it is. Like, you have Cater there, who showed, who showed what Liverpool have been missing in midfield when he came on against Sheffield United. I can't believe he didn't bring on Cater in a game where Cater scored against Chelsea in the last game. So, recency bias would have made Cater confident to think, oh, OK, uh, this Chelsea team, yeah, I can get at them because I, I played well against them last time and scored. But you don't bring him on. You brought on Oxlade Chamberlain, who is bang out of form. He's not even up to the standards that Liverpool require now. And you bring on Chamberlain. And what did Chamberlain do when he comes on? Safe five-yard passes. Safe five-yard passes. Darts sometimes. Pretends to look busy. Tries to look busy. But again, more safe five-yard passes. No inventive passes. No creative passes. Um... Diogo Jota comes on. Um, he has a moment where he was on the ball. I think Robertson tries to give the ball to Jota. And Jota, I can't even remember what he tried to do. I think he tried to shoot, but then the ball was blocked or something like that. Um, and then the ball fell to Firmino. He couldn't make anything out of it. Um, yeah, that was... And bless Jota for the first 10 minutes. He was looking like he wanted to make an influence... But then after that ten minute period, you could tell how why he's out with a long term why he was out with a long term injury. Eventually, just match sharpness just wasn't there, and you can't blame the lad when he's been out for two and a half months. So, um, and then yeah, after that, Chelsea were comfortable, comfortable in half spaces, comfortable playing out from the back from midfield to attack. Thomas Tuchel was sat down. He didn't have to bark orders at him, bark orders at his team, because his team was playing exactly how he wanted them. Jurgen Klopp was stood up the entire game, whereas in the first half, Tuchel was barking orders at Chelsea because things weren't right until they got the goal. But when he got the goal, he was relaxed. He made some little tweaks in the second half to make sure they were fine, and Chelsea were just in full control. Full control, and then the third substitution happens. Oh yeah, maybe Cato will come on this time. Who does he bring on? James Milner. <laughs> Again, I laughed when I saw this happen. When I saw James Milner come on, this is Jurgen Klopp saying, I'm waving the white flag. I can't figure out how to break... I, I don't know how to break teams down at home. That's what Jurgen Klopp has said to me by bringing on James Milner. And Thiago comes off. And um, it's a boring game in the second half because Chelsea don't have to do much because Liverpool couldn't create anything. Um... There was times we had corners, but they were dealt with easily. The one kind of threat across came in from Robertson. No, I don't know who. Somebody crossed the ball in. I can't remember who. Um, if all the ball goes passes everyone, it falls to Quebec, who reacts to the ball after it hits him, rather than him attacking the ball. And then he tries to do something. Can't, can't do anything with it. Uh, essentially, Chelsea just shut out Liverpool and um. Yeah, they were comfortable after 80 minutes and you could tell Liverpool weren't going to get anything and they didn't get anything. So that was another defeat for Liverpool. It is the first time in Liverpool's history as a football club 
that they lose five Premier League games at home in a row. Never ever in the history of the football club has that happened. That makes me quite sick. That makes me quite sick to my stomach. Um, Chelsea, you are in fourth now. They deserve to win. They were in complete control all game. They were sharper. They were faster. They were more resilient in challenges. Um, they just showed they had the tactics right. Um, and it, could, it should have been probably 2-0 had that VAR decision been a little bit more lenient. Um, had it been a little bit more lenient. But yeah, it's another Premier League defeat for Liverpool. And I think now that kind of, I mean, it's may I, I there's like a fifteen percent chance now of Liverpool getting top four. That's how I I assess it. I think right now, um, West Ham are in a better position of getting Champions League. They 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 have a game in hand over Liverpool as well. So imagine they can create a gap. Chelsea in fourth spot. Um, they can get they can get something. Um, they'll probably will get Champions League. I think Leicester may fall out of it, so maybe West Ham take their fourth spot. I don't know. Tottenham, who won, are one point behind Liverpool now. So now we're looking over our shoulders, down in eighth place. Now that Tottenham have um won and Everton are, Everton are have got more points than Liverpool, so. This is the situation Liverpool find themselves in. And who do you blame today for the result? I 50% blame the players and 50% blame Jurgen Klopp. The players didn't show any fight today. Any, any, any idea of trying to break Chelsea down. They showed some sort of intent. But there was just no... The one shot on target was a Genie Wijnaldum header. Which was basically... Just an, them, them headers that you hope do something. But... The keeper catches it. That was the only shot on target today. There was no shot on target. We didn't test Chelsea. We didn't create a clear cut chance. I mean, we know we did. We did create a clear cut. We didn't create a clear cut chance in the second half. Um, the 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 first half, Mo Salah created a clear cut chance for Mane and created a half chance for Curtis Jones. But this is disgraceful. I I actually don't know what to say. Hey, I'm not going again. Oh, injuries, injuries. Oh, uh, Fabinho centre-back instead of midfield. Uh, but the, 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 the fact that we already know we have these injuries. We already know about the scheduling of the Premier League. I, I'm not blaming. This is not a fatigue issue. This is a psychological, mental issue at Anfield. Since, for three months, this is the third month and you haven't scored in open play in the Premier League. Defending champions Liverpool, like a quarter of your Premier League games, you have not scored at in the first half. Premier League champions Liverpool, the fall from grace is astronomical. It's actually, I cannot believe it. I actually, it, bro, it's just like, I thought, and I thought I was gonna rant. I thought I'd be on an angry rant. But I'm not even in an angry rant. I'm in a like, I'm I'm. You know when you tell your son I'm not angry at you. I'm just disappointed. That's how I feel with Liverpool right now, because Liverpool don't look like they want to fix this Anfield problem. They re- they look like 
They want to... They, they, they're performing like a charity team. Any team that comes to Anfield walks away with three points right now. They walk away with three points right now. It's a, it's a, it's a hit. We, uh, we, we, we pull our pants down and we get fucked. We pull our pants down for any team. And then any team that comes to Anfield, we bend over for them. And then we're getting fucked constantly. Oh, boy. But what have I learned today? What have the lessons? Um, I think Alisson is... I don't know. I don't know. Alisson's still a top keeper, but there were some things he was still doing today. Like, the Werner goal that was chalked off. Again, he came out of goal. I don't think he needed to do that. He didn't need to do that. Um, There was another time as well in the second half. I think, who has a shot? Childwell has a shot. And then Alisson saves it. I don't think I mentioned this at all in the second half. But he saves it back into the danger zone. He doesn't save it wide. He doesn't take it away from a corner. And then Liverpool had an extra situation to deal with. Um, Fabinho's just come back from injury. So again, uh, to blame him, uh, that's a waste of time. Kabak... Now I've seen him play, what, five games maybe now for Liverpool. Leicester, Leipzig. Leicester, Leipzig. Uh, who was after that? Everton. Everton. Sheffield United. Chelsea, yeah. So he's almost played half a dozen games. My assessment of Kabak, he's just not good enough. He's not good enough. Um, I think this loan was a panic, a panic signing. And it, I mean, clearly it was a panic signing because it took us to the last day of the Premier League um, transfer window to get a defender. Again, which I blame FFG for. Um, Phillips it hasn't put any foot wrong. I think Phillips is a better defender than Kabak. A lot of people think Kabak's better, but I actually think Phillips is better because Phillips understands that he has to react to the ball quicker. Fair enough, he's a bit more older, he's 23. But Kabak has Kabak's meant to have more experience than he's younger. I know you're coming to a foreign country. You don't speak fluent English yet, but you're still a defender. Do you know what I mean? Like, but again, he's played in a Schalke team where he's played with five different managers. Um, and then, so morale, he's never played in a great performing team. Do you know what I mean? And I think with the case of Liverpool, I think he's brought that energy kind of here. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Uh, that's how that's my assessment of Kabak. The fullbacks they did okay, but it's hard. It's uh, it's hard when they don't get help. Do you know what I mean? They can only do what they can with the team that's available. Uh, the midfield. Jones was quite poor, anonymous a little bit. Um, when now them hiding, definitely anonymous and Thiago. These Ronaldo and Thiago are the bigger disappointments because they just went hiding. They weren't showing fights. I didn't see Thiago want to put himself about. I didn't see Ronaldo impose himself. 
Um, Mane was very terrible today. Mane was terrible. That probably the worst I've seen Mane. And Firmino, again, invisible, doesn't contribute to anything. But it's Mohamed Salah who you want to take off. Nobody created chances for Mohamed Salah. So why Salah came off, I don't know. I don't know. As soon as Salah came off, I I knew he would have lost the game. But yeah, um, I don't know what else there is to say. The Premier League season, top four is pretty much out of grasp, personally. Unless a madness happens. I don't know. We play Fulham at home next. Um, they will probably win there as well. I think Fulham are favourites to win. And I expect them to win. And Leipzig, God knows what's going to happen in the Champions League. If Liverpool want to win, if Liverpool want to play Champions League football next season, they have to win the Champions League. They're not going to win the Champions League. I'm not stupid. <laughs> so, that, that, that is like a 501. I'll eat my own shit if that happens. Um, yeah, that's the situation Liverpool are in right now. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it, really. Um, it's grim times. Liverpool breaking the wrong records. Jurgen Klopp looking like he doesn't know how to fix this team. The 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 eleven looking like they need a break. But obviously, this is a league where you can't get a break. Where, you, where the games are coming thick and fast, and football's not enjoyable, and the fans aren't enjoying this. This is quite sickening. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC reactions again. It's not a great episode, I know. I want to be giving my flowers. But I can't be giving my flowers to a team that doesn't want to perform at Anfield. Who are choosing to be this lackluster. Premier League champions, my ass. Yes, you can say injuries and whatever. And you're disjointed. But even if you're disjointed, you're still the Premier League champions. Show us something. Anyway, like, like share, follow. Tune in on Sunday for my thoughts of... Liverpool versus Fulham, thanks.